This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. They're longtime friends. Let me tell you something real quick about dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. <laughs> and first-time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be brighter days ahead. Now these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you stink. It's Willard and Dibs <laughs> on 95.7 The Game. Well, well, well. Dan Dibley, good to be with you, especially on such a momentous morning after the Warriors. No Steph Curry, and they destroyed Oklahoma City Thunder. Yes, it's what the kind moment. of win that you needed. It's the kind of win that you hoped for. It's the kind of win that we expect that they would earn, but no Steph, and being as inconsistent as they have been all year, you had to wonder, would they, could they? We know that should they, and they did, but unfortunately this year there's been a lot of, like, would they, could they with this Warrior team? It's been like a roller coaster the last couple seasons, right? Roller You're coaster. up. The team is great with the start they got off to last year. And then, oh my goodness, you got injuries. And then the playoff start, they're playing great. They win the championship. And then this year, everything has been, oh, they're, they're terrible. And now last night, a game in which it was fair to assume that they're going to struggle without Steph, the way they played in the fourth quarter without him against Dallas. And then, boom, everybody, everybody, quote unquote, stepped up last night. Yeah, even Wiseman in his five minutes of garbage time. I, I thought he was good. Minutes, three he? for three. Pretty efficient for James Wiseman. And showcasing him maybe for a deal. I mean, if you're going to showcase a guy, maybe five minutes is not quite the showcase. But, uh, you know, that's the way that had to go. Jordan Poole, as an actual point guard, was... I mean, you look at Clay Thompson's three-point shooting and his offensive explosion, yes, that's your headline. That's story A1. But for me, A2 is Jordan Poole and what he can do when he passes the ball. And Draymond Green's comments after the game, I think he's probably spot on in terms of this being Jordan Poole's best game, not as a scorer, which he'll be eventually down the road, but for this team and this group, for Jordan Poole to play that way, that had me really enthused about... You know, what could still possibly happen? Yeah, when Jordan Poole is efficient and he shares the ball and he limits the bad shots, which are, you know, essentially turnovers. They call them shot turnovers. And he's not throwing the ball all over the place. That's Warrior Basketball. Warrior Basketball, as Saint always uh, tells you guys and tells us, player movement, ball movement. And when you got one guy dribbling, that's neither. So when Jordan Poole... Keister. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, Jordan Poole played Warrior Basketball last night at the time when they needed him to. And I would add to your list, I agree with you, Clay 
Jordan Poole. And I thought Draymond last night did a great job, especially early, of orchestrating things and attacking Oklahoma City and uh, also running the offense. Yeah, Draymond Green's had a great yeah. year. And, you know, the cynic would say, oh, it's a contract year, which it really isn't a contract year technically. But I get that sentiment in terms of if he's going to opt out, now would be the time to opt out and get a contract in a, quote, contract year. But I thought Draymond Green offensively has been great this year. A lot more aggressive in terms of scoring the basketball as opposed to scoring something else. I love that expression. Right. He can score the basketball. Well, I hope he's not trying to score the tennis ball because that doesn't really... They don't give you any points for that, no, I don't think. Not, a, not at this level, no, as we like to say. But Draymond's been great, and he was again last night. Uh, Andrew Wiggins showing a little bit of renewed mm-hmm. interest and emphasis. Maybe he's getting over his illnesses and his adductor strain and whatnot. He had four assists last night. Which is crazy. 45 assists for the Warriors. And three actual rebounds where the ball came off the rim no, and he are you was sure? the one I to mean, collect it. I know it says that, but are we sure that actually happened? He's averaging one and a half rebounds <laughs> over his last two games <laughs> coming off a goose egg. Yeah. But just a nice palate cleansing win because everybody, oh, Steph's out for how long? Woe is me. Woe is us. They're going to hit the tank. Or Woj is me. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Shout out Adrian Warjanowski. Yeah. yeah, his nickname is Woj. <laughs> thank you, Mike Silver. We'll get to you on Thursday when uh, Mark is back, but just a real nice, sweet, clean win. But does it mean anything? Is it repeatable? Does it mean, all right, okay, they've got things headed in the right direction now for, for reals, or is it just another blip in this crazy up and down season? I think it means uh, it's parade time. Parade time. Wow. <laughs> Playoff time, as we uh, for once uh, used to say. No, I don't think that it's necessarily... A sign that this team is all of a sudden now a championship favorite, but they did what they needed to do against a team that they should beat, quite frankly, nine times out of ten, even if you don't have Steph Curry. I agree they should beat them, but I don't think Oklahoma City's a bad team anymore. I mean, they they certainly threw a scare at the Warriors when they played on Oklahoma City, and they're not there yet, but they've got some truly talented players. I don't think they're a pushover, so I guess I would say I think the win means a little more as far as who you beat. Um, especially given the way the Warriors played in the fourth quarter against Dallas. Yeah, I think it's not necessarily a game where, oh, yeah, you absolutely should beat them. But playing at home where you are 13 games better than you are on the road, which is a remarkable split. I think it's maybe the most dramatic split in the association in terms of home-road split. So this game on the road, yeah, you saw the way that went. Oklahoma City went from down 20 to down 2. It got scary, mm-hmm. but then the Warriors pulled it out. You play at home, this is the way it should go. But then again, tomorrow at Portland, you just never know with this road team. Two things that I thought were really encouraging. One is the fact that the Warriors defended so well in the second quarter. And you know, that's been their single biggest issue of all the issues they have this year. The fact that the defense has been... That's been their biggest issue. That second quarter, they defended well. Get That got the offense going. And then in the third quarter, we saw the third quarter Warriors again. Yeah, 44 points. You know, we hadn't seen that. I remember seeing a couple weeks ago Isaiah Thomas on NBA TV at halftime of a game saying, you know, the Warriors in the third quarter. And I was sitting there shaking my head and go, Isaiah, that, that, that's not a thing anymore. But it, last yeah. night it was. Last night it was like the old days where yeah. you could absolutely bank on it. You could guarantee it. But it hadn't been the case really this year. Like everything else, it's been wildly inconsistent. But you come out last night, you put up a 44-26 to 26 barrage 
And that game was settled at that point. Is that the French pronunciation, kind of? Barrage? Yeah, barrage. Barrage. As opposed to Baraggy. Yeah, exactly. So it's Willard and Dibs. Whitey in for Willard today. Thrilled as always to be here. Coming up next, was it really this Warrior's best game ever? That'll be up next. It'll be sponsored by CalHope.org. Chenzo defensive rebound finds Poole. Poole penetrates to Thompson. Thompson left side. Three ball! Number 11 for Clay. Timeout for OKC. It's 120-95. Tom Silver has called it. It's your boy Guru from Stani and Guru, noon to three, right here on 95.7 The Game. Back to Willard and Dibs. And you know the old saying on this show, one of my faves. What are you doing? I'm listening. Thanks, Goo. In for Mark Willard today. Kevin Michael Whitey Gleason. Thrilled to be with you today. Thrilled to be with uh, Dan Dibley. By the way, NBA trade deadline Thursday. We have you covered with all the latest news leading up to it. Trade deadline coverage brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for more than 40 years. Before we get into Jordan Poole dibs, I remember asking you this a couple years ago. If the radio station were a basketball team, who do you think would be on the trade block right now? Wow. Our radio station, yeah. a basketball team. Things are going team. well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, things are going so well. Yes. But, I mean, you, Maybe you, you stand pat, huh? Yeah, you probably stand pat, but honestly, and this is, you know, nothing personal, but uh, I would look at somebody like a Kyle Madsen. Really? Some, well, somebody who's underutilized on our sure. team. Yeah. Somebody who is ultra talented, but you know, really can't crack the starting lineup at this point. So maybe you take somebody like a Kyle Madsen, who is ostensibly our ninth man here, because you got the two in the morning, Mark and I, Steiny and Goo, Ray and Damon. You know, you look at the... Three in the morning. Yeah, well, I mean, Spadoni, yes, but you're... <laughs> Spadoni, you're a little bit like our, our PBJ, our Patrick Baldwin. Right. Where, you know, we want to make sure that we continue to nurture a Spadoni, knowing that he is our future, Kyle Madsen to me is a is a veteran piece. Is he the Wiseman of the station? No, I don't. That's probably unfair. I, I would say that Kyle's more important to us than Wiseman is to them. The question. I'm just trying to clarify. Yeah. No, that's really not true. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would look to uh, you know maybe move some of our bench uh, to add a little bit of a uh, yeah. some, some draft picks. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, and maybe this is where the Warriors are too. You don't really need to do anything. I mean, the Warriors. I don't think they're sure that's where they are. They need to make moves more than we do. Yes. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. In terms of uh, who needs to make a move, the Warriors are at least one or two, probably one piece short of being really set to make a push. We're out here winning. Right. Uh, with our, winning. you know, our, thank you, our solid aid. And our, yeah. our bench is fantastic right now. And you would be obviously a key part of that. Larry Kruger. I'm not even a two-way player. Now you, you're, I'm like a you're like an We dust you off when we need yes, you. There you go. Yeah, you know because you've done it, and you're a Hall of Famer in your own right. But it's in my own mind, and, yeah. in, your, yeah, in my own you. yard, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe the, the pride of Vallejo, Vallejo Sports Radio Hall of Fame. Do you think that maybe the win last night? I know people on the text line jumping on me like, "Come on, it's Oklahoma City. They suck." Okay, but you win the game when there was reason to think there might be a drop off with no Steph. Do you think that in any way alters? Even just slightly, 
the Warriors' philosophy going into the deadline. The fact that, wow, look at that. Not that we're fine without Steph, but maybe we're okay as is with him coming back. I don't think that their mindset could be or would be altered in any way by anything that happens. There's one of two things that they're thinking right now in terms of approaching the deadline. Because I don't think... You look at the roster, Steph, Clay, Dre, Wiggins, Kavan, and Poole, right? Your top six. They're all going to be here. You're not trading any of those six players. So then you look at the rest of your team and who among them would you or could you trade? Andre Gudala, of course not. He's going to retire. He's not a factor anyway. Uh, Ty Jerome, Anthony Lamb, those guys are two-way players. I don't even know if you can trade them. You're more worried about their availability. So now we're looking at... Kaminga, Wiseman, Moody, DiVincenzo, and Jermichael Green. I'm just saying of the the remaining players. You're not trading Jonathan Kaminga. No. He is now your seventh man, and he's trending toward... I'm not saying he's going to be an all-star, but he's trending toward being a real good player. He's a player you rely on every night now. And he's a player that you can close your eyes and think about in two years, four years, six years, and think, this guy could end up being 18 and 10 here in a hurry. He's so athletic, and he's showing you his skill set, and he's showing you that he understands how to play basketball. So now you're left with Wiseman, Moody, and DiVincenzo and Green. DiVincenzo, you're not trading because he's probably your 7th or 8th man. Jermichael Green, what kind of a value could you get? He's played a lot better. If anybody has, has changed their thinking of late, it's him. Whereas but could before, you get anything for Jermichael Green? Probably not. If you I think trade they Jermichael Green, you're probably getting a Jermichael Green back. Yeah, the way so, he's been shooting better and right. playing better, he's worth hanging on to. So now you're left to, with basically Wiseman and Moody. So you have to ask yourself, are we ready to give up on Wiseman and Moody in exchange for a rental? In exchange for a veteran who... You know, maybe it'll be an, a 10-minute and night selling guy. low on both those guys right now, Exactly. Too. Exactly. So when I look at the way they would approach the deadline, we took their whole roster and we squeezed it down to just really two players, Wiseman and Moody. And do you want to give up on Wiseman? And do you want to sell low on Moody? I don't think that they do. So I think at the end of it all, they stand pat. Yeah. And you could also... You know, looking at assets, you could throw a draft pick or two in there if you wanted, but I don't think they're in any hurry to do that. Right, especially when you look at the future. So the future of this team, Draymond Green has one year left, and that's probably it if he decides to opt in. Klay Thompson has one year left, and then you're going to have to sign him or let him go. Steph Curry's got, I think, three more years after this one, Wiggins about the same, Poole about the same. So at some point, you're going to need to draft some players to be a part of this team yeah. in 2026. I'm glad you mentioned Wiggins. A lot of people, and understand it, they say, you know, Wiggins played well last night. But some people say, oh, you know, it's time to move on from Wiggins. And you literally, even if you wanted to, you literally by rule cannot trade him now. It's not an option because of when he signed his contract. Pool's a similar situation. You could trade him, but it's very difficult. So they're not going to trade either one of those guys. But Dibs, now that you see Dallas, the big D, loading up, baby, with Kyrie, don't you have to make a counter move? Because all of a sudden, look out for this new super team. Sure. The super Dallas the Mavericks. Super Mavs. Yeah, when was the last time the Mavs won the NBA championship? Oh, would that, that be never? Yeah. No, they they've won. Oh no, they won the they, one. Yeah. They won the one in 2011. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. When uh, when I was uh, working with uh, they beat the Heat, right? I was working with the host. Beat the Heat in 06. Yeah, yeah, they beat the Heat in 2011. 
uh, because I had a bet with the guy who you eventually would replace, and he still owes me lunch. No. Oh, yeah. And I'm not looking to cash in. I don't want to spend any time with that individual. Yeah. But he owes me. Yeah. Because I took J.J. Barea, Tyson Chandler, (laughs) and the plucky little Mavs, but... I understand why the Mavs did what they did because it's like, our team, we're not going to win a championship. Kyrie's available. Maybe we get him. Maybe we win a championship with him. Why not take a shot at it if it doesn't work out? Uh, Oh, well. But for any team in the NBA, in my opinion, to go out and get Kyrie and bring him in and think, oh, he'll be fine here. That's like going to a Jurassic World movie and thinking... I don't think the dinosaurs are getting out this time. You know? Like, <laughs> it can't happen again. No, There's no, no chance. Yeah. No chance. Yeah. So good luck to the Mavericks. And Kyrie a free agent after this year. Yeah. So if you're Mark Cuban, you are rolling the dice yeah. trying to to you know maximize what you have right mm-hmm. now. Ultimately, if Luka Doncic is not available, it doesn't matter if Kyrie is a part of that team. I just am fascinated to see how these two work together because both like to have the ball in their they hands. Do. I mean, they love it. I think Luka's number one in the league. Usage. In usage, yeah. And Kyrie, when he's healthy, is usually in that top five, top six spot as well. So not enough uh, basketballs to go around. We'll see how that works for Dallas. But if you're the Warriors, there is no counter move unless you break apart what you already have in terms of your veteran core. Batiste Thibel doesn't do anything for you. But that's not... not Thief Thibel without wingspan. He can't score, but oh, he can defend. No, he'd be great. And then so you play him with uh, Draymond Green. You've got two non-scorers on the floor. You're right. Yeah, you play right. him with Kevon Looney, oh, and you've got two. I mean, you play the three of them together. Yeah. You might as well not even run down on offense. Get a stop. Take the eight-second violation and D up again, right? I mean, it's a novel approach. Yeah. I don't know if it'll work, but mm-hmm. yeah. that's basically what you'd be looking at with Thibel. I guess Jakob Pertl's not coming here. I guess we have to give up on that dream. Yeah, Jakob and the, uh, the Kelly Olenek uh, drum beat is always my favorite. You know, if you're looking at an incremental move like this, then why not just wait for buyout season? Because you do have an empty roster spot. And I talked about this with Mark before. Your 15-man roster. Mark Willard? Yes. Yeah. Who's back tomorrow. Yeah. Your 15-person roster is really about an 11-man roster because you have an empty spot. You've got the, the Andre Iguodala spot. Yeah. spot. We call it the street clothes spot. So now <laughs> you're down to 13. <laughs> you don't play Wiseman. So now you're down to 12 players. Moody can't really sniff the flaw. Yeah. So now you're down to 11 players. It's no wonder that they lose so many games with a second game of back-to-back. Because if you rest them, guys, you almost literally don't have enough players. Right. And then you're bringing in rusty players to yeah. come in and try to, to make it happen. When you got the vets who are carrying the water, they finally get a day off. And then, okay, you know, whew, dust off the bottom of our bench. Go get them, fellas. Well... Last night, uh, Jordan Poole had, was it a really good game for him? Yeah, 21 points, 5 of 10 on threes, 12 assists, a career high. Draymond Green, how good was the game Jordan Poole had last night? I thought that's the best game I've ever seen him play. Played it great. He ended with four turnovers. Three of them was this, him understanding what was going on in the game and trying to get clay shot at the end of the game. So to realistically have one turnover and, what, 13 assists or something like that? I thought he played an incredible game on both sides of the ball. Uh, he was good defensively. Uh, their whole offense is running guards in the guard-guard screens and waiting on a slip-up and then driving that gap. And he was incredible um, on that side of the ball, and he was incredible 
obviously offensively. He let the game come to him. He got everybody involved, and then he looked for a shot, and everything was beautiful. I thought that was an incredible game, one of the best games, if not the best game I've ever seen him play. That's what Draymond says. What about Coach Kerr? I thought Jordan was magnificent. One of the best games I've ever seen him play. He just was so under control. I think first half, he controlled the half without really scoring much at all. Clay was dominating, obviously, with uh, with his shot, but Jordan was controlling the game, just running the show and taking care of the ball. And then, of course, he started scoring in the second half when, when that presented itself. But he was just uh, he's brilliant all night. Dibs, to me, that's Coach Kerr and Draymond talking through the media to Jordan Poole and telling him, that's how we need you to play. Exactly. That's what we need you to do. And they did it in a different way as opposed to, and you know this with young people, you have a couple of young daughters, and when they were growing up, you know, you can tell them, don't do this and don't do that. And a lot of times they will do exactly what you're telling them not to do. And so instead, and yes, they use the media, and I'm sure they told them the same thing privately. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, hey, this is the best you've played. This is how... We need you to play. Where you look at the shots that he took, he was 8 for 14 from the floor. He didn't push it. He didn't try to take too many bad shots. He didn't try to do too much. And he got his teammates involved. 12 assists, a career high. And you think about that in terms of what he could possibly be. You let the game come to you. You go 21 and 12. He's a plus 28 in 29 minutes. He was remarkable, and it, it's frustrating because it makes you think, why can't you do this all the time? Mm-hmm. But something inside him, when he comes off the bench, or if Steph and Clay are both there, he either feels like, oh, I can't shoot, there's not enough shots for me, or he tries to jack it up every time. Yeah. There's no happy medium. Um, Jordan Poole's a really good player, but it's kind of a conundrum or a puzzle, I should say, with it's the Warriors. It's a quandary. It's a quandary in that they are, what, second in the league in points scored per game. So you think, oh, the offense is humming. But their offensive rating is like mid-pack. They're not very efficient. And he's one of the big reasons why. And he drives his teammates crazy. We've seen it a number of times here. We've seen Coach Kerr at the end of a game where Jordan gets teed up because he didn't like a call when the Warriors would try to you know, cement a game. And we had Steve Kerr going, Jordan! Lock the F in! And you had, <laughs> we literally had that. And we had Steph throwing his mouthpiece because he's calling for the ball. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So he does that. There was something else that happened at training camp that slips my mind, which was another indication that one of his teammates... When he caught a right hand? That Maybe that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. So he drives his teammates crazy, but last night I was like, yes, Jordan, that's all we want from you. If you keep doing that, this is all going to work because that's Warrior basketball. That's exactly Warrior's basketball at its finest. And you look at the box score and what they had, 42 assists on the game. <sighs> 43. I 43, apologize. 43. You cheated. 43 him. Yeah, you assists. cheated. You cheated out of that, one. Sorry about that, Dante. <laughs> uh, Jermichael Green had the one assist. Or Moses Moody, maybe I missed his one maybe. dime. Yeah. That's $4.30 worth of dimes, Whitey. But that is when the Warriors are at their finest. Player movement, ball movement. Hello, fellas. Yeah. As Saintly One would tell us. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Exactly. It's only 16 turnovers, too, by the way, which is below the team's season average. It's, you know, what, three? I got a three for my. Holy mackerel. That's more of a two. You got to be a little bit two. higher. Yeah, you got you to gotta climb the register yeah, a little bit. Down. The first one was better than that second one. The second one was a two for sure. I agree. Yeah, I appreciate that, Kyle. Mobile text line. I do, too. That's what you get for comparing them to Wiseman. 888-957-9570. Filmo Mike. Holy mackerel. It's Filmo Mike. What's up, Getting Mikey? Worse. How are you, Mike? Knocked on his keister. 
Hey, Mikey, what's up? Tyler, Michael. Yeah. Yo, 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 Michael Tyler Whitey Gleason. Yes, sir. Dan Dibley, Dibber Claus. Hey, man, you know what? I know y'all got a show to prove, but every six months or so, I like to bring some reality. You ain't going to win a championship every year. We from the slums. We came from the bottom. We're not going to win a ship every year. Maybe, hey, this ain't our year. But I don't want to see us mortgage the future to try to get this one year. Mm. So, no, don't get rid of Moody. That's a young Dinwiddie. No, don't get a Wiseman. You take time. You know what Wiseman need? Pete Newell. You know who Pete Newell is? Big man camp. A Donald Foyle approved a lot going to that big man camp. A Donald Foyle was trash. When he went to the big man camp three, four years, he steadily got better. I'm not saying that Donald Foyle is great, but they missing a big man camp. They got all these leagues and all these shooter camps are doing drills, all the kids doing the same moves. I'm like, bro, I know your move. You just you just practice it for 20 minutes. I see what you're going to do in the game. Mm. You do it in the game, I'm on you. You're doing all these moves, making all these shots, but when you come to the real game, middle school, high school basketball, all the moves, all them trainers don't mean nothing. So I would not mortgage our future for one year. You ain't going to win this shit every year. Ask the Niners. Ask Speak the on it, Mike. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate it, Philmo, Mike. Thanks, and, Mike. Uh, Pete Newell, rest in peace. Yeah. The, the problem with the James Wiseman, O'Donnell Foyle comp is that James Wiseman fancies himself more of a comp to, like, Andrew Wiggins. James Wiseman doesn't want to, from what I've seen, and I haven't spoken to James. You don't know James Wiseman. Uh, James Wiseman does not strike me as a guy who wants to go down there and get into the deep water and back to the basket, post up moves, and play like a big man. He wants to play like a guard or a small forward, and that's where he doesn't fit with this Warrior team. And if you do not fit then you must sit, hmm. is the way it works here with the Golden State Warriors. They want their big man to be set in the high screen at the top, be able to pass, and do the dirty work. James Wiseman, he doesn't set good screens. He doesn't have a lot of offensive spatial awareness. He's looking to shoot the ball he too much. He likes to post up. And yeah. it was interesting, that was the but last game. he's got no game, post up moves. Two games ago, and we had, he's posting up, and I think you guys may have talked about this, and Ty Jerome sees him in there. And Ty Jerome's like, nah, I'm not throwing it in there. <laughs> and you, when you consider the other people on the floor, right. that's probably the smarter move. He's like, I could throw it in there, but I got Jordan Poole there or Steph or whoever. It's probably smarter not to dump it in there. But, but Jordan Poole, yeah. I, I'm not Jordan Poole, but James Wiseman insists on posting up a lot. But last couple of games in limited minutes, and you alluded to this, he's looked Good. Better. He's yeah. looked better. I wouldn't say that he's looked good, quote-unquote. And again, last night, five minutes of garbage time. Three for three. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Low leverage minutes, but... Plus four. At I'm least. already sorry I said <laughs> it's that. so funny. Too late. It's I too late. That. And I, I do love James Wiseman and his potential eventually in the NBA. And I agree with Philmo Mike to the extent that... You don't mortgage your future on Moody or Wiseman. And I think the team agrees, which is why they're not going to make any deals ahead of Thursday's deadline. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. Who knows, but it doesn't look like it. The one thing I'd, I'd quibble with that Filmo said is, when you have a chance to win a championship, you know you, you don't have those every year. And we've got, of course, Steph and Clay and Draymond. Anytime it's, here we are, February, and you look at it and go, we got a shot. I think you have to go for it. Now, I'm not saying trade everybody uh, just so you have your, your best chance this year. But I do think, yeah, you're not going to win every year. But one of those years when it's February and you still legitimately have a shot, you got to lock in and, and you got to commit to that. Because you don't always have the chances to do it. Exactly. And who knows what happens next year. That's right. And, you know, this team is not necessarily so far out that they can't win a shit right. this year. Oh, and it's very muddled in the West Dibs. I don't know how often you look at the standings. Uh, just about every hour, just oh, in case yeah. you know something happens, yeah. in case some team has a day game that, yeah. I, <laughs> that I might have missed. you know. And I don't miss a dribble of Warriors basketball. So right. when that comes up and when you watch those games and a win gets you two spots up in the standings, a loss might send you two spots down. And no matter what happens between now and the finish line, the Warriors will probably be within a game or two of the three seed and a game or two of the ten seed. So all these games do matter, and don't miss a minute of it here on 95.7 The Game. Was it fun to watch last night? Steve Kerr says it was the most fun he's had in quite some time. Yeah, that was fun. That was probably the most fun I've had watching our team play all year. So many great individual performances, and uh, fun to see you know some of the guys who don't play much get out there and, and do well. It's uh, definitely a, a feel-good night for our team. I guess he uh, enjoys watching his team on when Steph Curry doesn't play. Do we? Wow! Do we, have, do we have blockbuster news there? Yeah, I gotta check to see if Steph has a no-trade clause because he, I mean, based on those comments, he might be on the Whoa. move. I blame Steph Curry. Damn, it's Steve looking to shop Steph because mm-hmm. the team does so well without him. Alright, Dibs from the 415 here on the Xfinity Mobile Tax Line, 888-957-9570. It's Whitey in for Willard today. Last night, Wiseman's hook shots looked epic. Epic. Yeah, epic. The epic Swoop hook shot. left. He's the new Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who's about to be number two all-time in points in the National Basketball Association. Yeah, uh-huh. James, nice little half hook. Not quite the same sky hook that we remember from Kareem, but it's good if Wiseman can add that to his repertoire. Right now, for the majority of uh, time you watch James Wiseman, a lot more perimeter offense and rim running. But if he can add the little half hook, the sky hook to his game, 
More power to you, James, because that's something the Warriors don't do a lot of. To me, if you want to really honestly evaluate his game to this point, and again, people are, why are you hating on him? Why are you hating on him? Just looking at Wiseman, what do you know he can do? To me, there's one thing you know he can do, because he's proven it. A lot of things maybe he can do, but he can run the floor. You mentioned it, right? We've seen that. He can do that. The rest of it, we don't know. And defensively, uh, he's really probably a question mark. But I think what it boils down to is they're unlikely to trade him or Moody because I don't think anybody else really wants him that much right now. Right. And that's, I mean, in terms of making a trade, if you make a trade right now for this year, you want to be able to get a player who is going to be rotational, somebody who can come in and play 20, 25 minutes a night in the playoffs and be a key part of you repeating as champions. Now, if that player is out there, what will it cost you? If it'll cost you Wiseman and a top draft pick in the future, or Wiseman and Moody, or Moody and a top pick, I don't think it's worth it for 25 games of 20 minutes a night for a guy whose contract is likely going to be expiring. I still think it would be great for the Warriors going forward to have somebody at the end of the bench, even who's a big. And maybe that's Wiseman's the guy. Somebody that we know the Warriors like to play small. We know last year... I was saying this last year, and they didn't need a big. I think it would be nice if you had legitimate size at the end of the bench, just in case in a certain playoff matchup or situation. I guess Wiseman's that guy right now, which is a little scary because Steve Kerr clearly does not want to play him. Right. Um, but I don't know if, if that's uh, something that they reasonably could be expected to pick up here, given what they have and uh, what else is available right now. Yeah, I don't know if that player is out there. And, you know, it would be great if James Wiseman was. And that's the interesting thing about Jonathan Kaminga is because he's becoming the player that the Warriors need coming off the bench. If Jonathan Kaminga can be a guy who can get you 15 to 20 minutes in a playoff series and play like the way he's played, I think that offsets the need to make a trade at the deadline. Coming up here on 95.7 The Game, does anybody owe Clay an apologies? Anybody going to make any confessions here on what they had said about Clay, given the huge game he had last night? That's next. It's Willard and Dibs. And for Willard, Kevin Michael Whitey-Gleason on 95.7 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 